Blessings, blessings. This is Prophetess Michelle with Prophetic Conversation. I want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in to part two of Nurturing Your Call, Knowing the Prophet on the Inside of You. This is an awesome conversation. We dig deep into the levels, the realms of the prophetic, and the conversation goes really well. So once again, welcome. Thank you for listening in and enjoy what you hear. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for giving us the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the guidance and the teaching. Holy Spirit, we allow you into this space. We give you all reign. We thank you as you speak through our minds, speak through our lips, think through our minds, hear through our ears and see through our eyes. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for being our guide. In the name of the Father, amen and amen. So, Prophetess Loretta of Dream Granters Atlanta, we want to thank you so much for um, taking out the time to be part of Prophetic Conversation. Truly the mother of this ministry, we thank you for um, the time taking out the time because you are such a busy student and we want to hear a little bit about your educational endeavors and you know what you're doing in the world okay we're going to give you a minute um to get that introduction together and then we have our life purpose career coach Notice I said that pretty slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Minister Mary Zeen, truly, truly a sister to the ministry. Thank you, Mary, for being um, diligent. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being a part of Prophetic Conversation. And thank you for taking out the time to equip and guide the people of God and humanity with um, directing them in their purpose, uh, where they, you know, giving them guide on where they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to be, Amen. all through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. So we just thank these two very powerful women for coming out. I have to pay homage because <laughs> um, I am truly grateful. Greetings, greetings everyone. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this beautiful, wonderful um, endeavor. Thank you so much. Again, I'm Prophetess Loretta Spires. I live in Atlanta, Georgia proper. Um, I'm a student. Yes, I'm studying for my MBA. And I'm looking to maybe do an internship in Italy mm-hmm. in, the, in the summer. So I'm excited about that. Um, awesome. Woo. <laughs> God, is, God is good, yes. A whole summer in Italy. I was there. I was there as a teenager, and um, I vowed to go back. And this seems like the, opportunity, the perfect opportunity. And I'll be um, working with the Italian government, Italian business arena, 
and dealing with some cultural aspects as well. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about this class tonight because um, this is where I live. Yes. <laughs> <If> I <could. laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. grateful to be here. I um I started in ministry many when I was about sixteen years old, worked in churches, I went to Bible college, onto theology school, um, came back, worked in the work in the private sector as well. Um, I don't think I talk about that much, but I also work in government. Um I with the ministry, I've spoken to large and small crowds. I love all, every aspect of ministry. I love, um, and but the one thing that was missing for me, for me, was the one-on-one contact. Um, I've said on here before. How many times do you hear a great sermon or you preach a great sermon and then you wonder about the follow-up, the follow-through? how to help people do the daily steps it takes to manifest the things in their life. So through some prayer and study, I um, became a certified life coach back in 2014, 2013. And since then, I've been, a, I've been privileged to work with individuals in the public, private sector, supporting them and building their careers, discovering their life purpose and building a career business around their life purpose. A lot, you know, a lot of us have lots of talents, but we don't know how to hone it into one thing or into one arena. And sometimes we go through the motions and we feel like we've hit a glass ceiling. Uh, well, I help support people turn their glass buildings into the floor of their next level. So I'm always glad to be here, glad to be amongst the saints and the aints. I love all the questions. I just love the conversation of it all. Um, yes, we can all get up and have, you know, go to church, hear all, hear all the beautiful sermons, but sometimes the best deliverance is happening in the one-on-one -on -one conversations. So I love being here. I love Prophetess Michelle. Um, I love Prophetess Loretta. And it's just a blessing to be here, a blessing to talk. So talk back. I'm on. I have three knees kind of in front of me, but I want to hear from you. <laughs> so talk back, message, do whatever. We love you and we're here to talk. When you become mature um, with the Holy Spirit, you know 
you have a knowing of when it's a gift of prophecy, when it's the spirit of prophecy, when it's the word of prophecy, and when you're actually, when you have come into an encounter with a prophet of God. So Romans 12 tells us, Romans 12, 6, Paul points out, um, he mentions this gift, that the, the gift of prophecy, anytime we're in the um, area of the prophetic, it gives life. Um, Paul, in, in Romans 12 and 6, Paul mentions this gift first. And there's a reason why he mentioned it first. Number one, it is a gift to the body of Christ. It is a gift. Because in this gift, we have the ability to change the direction, to move the mountain. And I want you all to catch this now, because in, in the realm of the prophetic, we have the ability to acquire complete healing, debt cancellation, restored relationships, catch it, renewed thinking, million dollar ideas, it's a gift. And in this realm, we have the ability to grab it. So the ministry of Jesus Christ demonstrated this through what everyone called miracles. But he was actually giving us the tools of how to activate the gift and the, the gift, the spirit, the word, and our prophetic anointing. So I want to pass the baton to Prophetess Loretta, a general in the prophetic, uh, one that has labored in the vineyard among other prophets, um, has spoke words, declared words, and seen them come into manifestation. Prophetess Loretta, give us your view of the four realms of the prophetic. And take your time, because I know that we're, we're talking about all four realms, which we can't, we're, we're not going to be able to cover everything tonight, <laughs> right? We don't want to rush through this. Um, but go ahead and give us what the Holy Spirit is giving you on this topic. Prophetess? Okay. So actually, there's seven levels of the prophetic. Come on here. Okay. And it's likened unto a swimming pool. So when you first tap your foot in the pool, that's the shallow. That's the spirit of prophecy. And as you move into the pool, you come into the gift. Now, the spirit of prophecy can fall anywhere the anointing abides. So if you're in a congregation, a church setting or a prayer meeting, anywhere the Holy Spirit abides, the spirit of prophecy can fall. It can fall on anybody. And it, when it falls, I mean, it's unknown where it's going to fall. Amen. And the person that it falls on could prophesy that one time and never prophesy again. 
That's the spirit of prophecy. Now, the gift of prophecy is the Holy Spirit gifting. It's a gifting from the Holy Spirit. And all of us don't receive the same spiritual gifts. We come in, we receive our gifts, and we the gift of prophecy and we learn to prophesy but in the beginning we don't know if it's the word is coming from us or if it's coming from God so we have to take time we have to practice we have to be trained this is something that must be cultivated and once you get to the place where God literally is speaking through you, then then you're in a in a place of development. Without proper development, the nurturing is not going to flow as you would like it to. I mean People need training. And so many, I mean, I just have to be honest. There's so many people out there today that um, can bring forth a word, but they can edify, they can't go deep. You know, they can exaltate, they can edify, they can speak a possible word of wisdom Okay, but without the proper training and the exposure, the practice, and sitting under someone that is capable of judging you, um, you know, you're not there yet. And then there's the ministry of prophecy. The prophetic ministry. And that's where the prophets come together and they're concerned about the church. And they work on edifying the church and building up the church. And dealing with setting yourself apart. Because in the body of Christ today, so many people think that it's okay to go to church on Sunday and hang out on Saturday night or hang out on Friday night, go to church on Sunday. Well, God doesn't disagree. He, he, the Spirit of God never disagrees with our decisions. It's just that He has standards that He would like us to maintain. And without proper training, and understanding of these standards, we can be in the Lord, have the Holy Spirit, and be lost. The next prophetic level is the mantle of the prophetic. The mantle of the prophetic is where a prophet will carry and Jeremiah had the mantle of the prophetic. He 
He cried. The least little thing would make Jeremiah cry because he could see where God was trying to take his his nation, but the nation wasn't trying to go there. So it's important that you understand if you have the mantle. Because the mantle, to operate in the mantle, you have the ability to go nationwide, go around and tell region after region after region what's going on in that region. What's going on here? What's going on there? God has equipped you to know and understand the differences from Philadelphia to New York and for you to have the ability to speak that. Even even the grace to go on national television and say Philadelphia is in turmoil or New York is in turmoil. This is happening. That is happening. And the world receives what you say. Then the next and the most, I would say, coveted is the office of the prophet. Just because you prophesy, just because you operate in the spirit or the gift or even the mantle don't make you an office. Don't give you the office. The office is totally separate and it deals with the government of the church. The church recognizes the office of the prophet as law. Those that follow the prophetic will say it like that. And finally, is the office of apostles. Okay, we're going to stop there. Okay. <laughs> it's the apostle. <laughs> Come on now. Now you know the apostle is a totally different realm. So we're not even going to we're going we're gonna to save people. <laughs> but like even one definitely needs to be addressed. That 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 office, the office, is, a, a lot of people want to carry that title, and right. we don't understand what they're carrying. So, but but we're going to stop at the office of the prophet because you know we 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 just want to go into another direction. We, we're going to stick okay. with the prophetic, which the, the apostle has everything to do with the with the prophetic. But we want to stay with the prophetic. So, um, what were you completing, or did you? There was the, the final is the holiest of holies, and that's okay. when 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 God chooses to speak directly through you. Okay. You don't have anything to do with the words that are coming out of your mouth. They're coming directly from God. That's the holiest of holies. And yes, so that, that's considered the throne room, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And that takes then, years. Huh? Years of development. That takes years of development. Yes, yes. Because, but you know, there are some people that that can operate from the throne room. I'm not saying that you can't operate from the throne, because the gifts are given from by the Holy Spirit. And understand the judgment that goes forth 
You just can't throw a word up against the wall and hope it'll stick. That's not how it works. That's not how God works. God don't work that way. He wants to know and understand. Right? We have to know that it's, it's the Spirit speaking through us, not us speaking for the Spirit. We have to be able to develop develop that knowledge within ourselves and our knower. And when, you, when you're speaking of the Spirit, you're speaking of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, yes. Definitely the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, because that, 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 takes, us, that, that takes us into a space where, you know, how even even now, today, all I can talk about is what's going on currently. We have a lot of young prophets that prophesy forensics, right? So, you know, a, a space opens up within and they can see Social Security. They can see uh, numbers, balances. They can see uh, housing addresses, you know, and things like that. And what I, 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 I okay, so when you're in training, you are taught that what you're seeing is from the spirit of God and not from the spirit of divination because the enemy can counterfeit anything that the spirit does because he was an angel. He was an angel of light, right? So he can make it look like it's from God. So let's let's tap into that a little bit. Um, Minister Mary, let's let's tap into knowing the difference. When when someone receives a word and this person is tapping into all of their business that nobody else knows, let's let's talk about a little bit about making the difference. Knowing that it's the Holy Spirit and Go ahead, Minister Mary. So there, so there is. I hope that we are all in the place where we understand that there is a spirit realm. There is a as as real as we see this physical, natural world we're in. There is a spirit realm. There is a place that angels, demons, the God operate. So. Um, Miles Monroe used to always say, we are spirits having a human encounter. So the spirit realm is always active, always alive. Like, there is always things in movement. So the thing is, with the spirit realm, is that in the spirit realm is where these gifts operate. So when you're hearing from God, that those, that is God speaking. That is the God realm, and we we open our mouths and bring it into the natural realm. I hope I'm kind of making that clear. So what happens is when you have the spirit of God, you enter the spirit realm through the blood of Jesus, and in entering through the blood of Jesus as a Christian, then we flow. And I guess, in a simple way to put it, and the good the good part of the spirit realm. And what 
you're on the God part. So you're talking, you're in direct communication with God. Now here's the thing. When you go see a psychic or a palm reader or different things like that, and you're like, oh my God, this lady told me this, 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 this. Understand, you can access the spirit realm, but the problem is, is when you go in illegally, and that is through any other means than Jesus Christ, you open a door. And through the grace of God, when you go in through him, that door is a good door that nothing else but the spirit of God can go through. When you go into the spirit realm illegally, it is a revolving door that is open. Mm-hmm. And along with that quote, good word, you there is now a revolving door that opens that allows good and evil to come through and into your life. So, yes, the psychic, the tarot, whatever, might have given you an accurate word. However, there is a price to that, that quote, accurate word or that need to know the future without God. And the price is you open a door to the spirit realm so that evil can come in and it comes with torment. Anything from God, that's what's missing. There's no torment with God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. When God tells us a thing, the Bible says we know in part and we understand in part. Human nature, the humanistic realm of the world, we like to know things. We like to have inside information so that we can plan and move accordingly. And that is why people go to psychics and the tarot readers because they, they want to know something. But the problem with that is you actually step outside of the realm of faith and you step into a spirit realm where, yes, what they might be tell- they may be telling you the truth, but Satan baits you with what you want to hear or the things he'll bait you by telling you about your dad, auntie, your cousin, the, you know, those kind of things. They bait you with facts that is known in the spirit realm. That is stuff is known. You are known in the spirit realm. They say when you're born, you get an angel and demons that are, that are assigned to torment you. They know you. They do research on you. They, they, they're there to every phase of your life. So that, that spirit, that demonic spirit that's, that's speaking to that psychic, they're telling you the truth. They're telling that person the truth about you. And you're baited by that and the desire to know. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to know. But God tells us in part for a reason. Number one, our natural minds can't always process everything at one time. And if God let us in on too much too fast, it could scare you. It could thwart thwart your plan because you may try to manipulate it and every part of it may not be in line for you now. That's why the Bible says that it is upon precept by precept is the kingdom of God made. So back to the, the psychic of the terror. They're telling you the truth. They're, I mean, there's truth to it. The demons know the truth. 
they're telling you enough to bait you, but the bait is there so that they can hold that opening into your life so that after you receive that word or that instruction, that, that enlightenment, it is the torment that comes afterward because now they have access to your life. And when you go through God, you go through the prophetic, you go through his word, you go through prayer, it is that after effect, that negative after effect that doesn't come with God. So is a psychic, they tell the truth. They do have access to the spirit realm, however, it's illegal. They do have a prophetic gift, but they're not flowing in the Holy Spirit. That's why that's why he's called the Holy Spirit. He wouldn't be designated the Holy Spirit if there weren't other spirits out there. So you know, um, I hope that answers the question and that there is an, a legal way into the spirit realm and there is an illegal way into the spirit realm. Be very careful if you and if you are someone you may have been into horoscopes or tarot readers, gone to a palm reader, a psychic, and you're like, Oh my god, I have done this, Lord. What you need to do to close the door is first you pray and ask God to forgive you. Then you ask God to close that access, to close that door that was opened by you illegally entering the spirit realm via the psychic or the palm reader or the horoscope. And then once you do that, you call, you seal that door with the blood of Jesus. where that gift can be trained and developed and you can learn. Just because you've had your first vision come true <laughs> doesn't mean you're a prophet. It doesn't mean you are equipped to walk out and say, thus says the Lord. Now, I'm not saying the Lord can't, he won't use you, but at 40 years old, having a vivid, accurate dream did not mean I was a prophet who was prepared to go stand before the nations because the nations would have ate me alive or the gift would have become my God. Yes. And that is a reason that God will leave us somewhere or make us sit down and learn and be trained because number one, you are not your gift. You are you who has a gift. The source, the giver of everything is God. And what happens is when we operate in just our gift and not in obedience and the timing of God, things like pride, set in, greed, that false ambition, those, those are things that can be easily attach itself to prophetic people especially in a world where everyone wants to know what tomorrow will bring spiritual vampires okay yes we are inquisitive people but anybody with a prophetic call on their life don't want to know everybody's business. You just don't want to know everybody's business. 
because there is a responsibility that goes with me knowing every intimate thing there is to know about you. I have a responsibility when I dip into that pool and try to know your business. Why? Because God gives us access. Because God gives us that access, he charges us to correct what we see. If we see something and we know that it's not 100%, then it's our responsibility to correct it and create a new world. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to go there. So why would I take on your stuff illegally? Because I got my own stuff. (laughs) My family got stuff. My kids got stuff. It's stuff that I need to be taking care of. I'm not going to jump into your stuff and take on responsibility for you because I'm nosy. And that much nosy in the world. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, right. no, I'm not taking on nobody's responsibility. I don't want to know your business. Uh, keep your business to you. But, but now, if you I... come to me, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say was the thing about the, the spiritual vampires when they're when they're being nosy and they're looking into someone else's world it's mostly for their own benefit whatever they can gain from that right or try or try to benefit yeah right try to benefit most of the time um if there's a benefit a possible benefit and you're operating illegally the holy spirit loves you on both sides there's love on both sides the holy spirit loves the person you dipping over there but the holy spirit also loves you and knows that you not taking responsibility and will stop you okay i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you an example You've been in a situation where you're on the phone with a bill collector. The bill collector done worked your last cotton-picking nerve, and you got some choice words to say. And what happened? You bite your own tongue. Who you think made you bite your tongue? Not you. Right. The Holy Spirit made you bite your tongue. The Holy Spirit will stop you from committing a crime because basically in our world that's a crime and um, you can be marked out in our world you can be marked we know who you are we know that you're nosy and you want to know and we'll leave you over there with your nosy wanting to know self
is a very base, and I mean low prophetic gift to spot dirt in people. That is a very low, almost like, it's almost like a sideshow kind of attraction almost. Ooh, this person sleeping around. Ooh, this person, you know, that is a very low form of the gift. But see, God calls you to look past the dirt and see the gem. Um, I, you know, the only, I could give you a story, like, to paint a picture. So I love gem mining. It is one of the weirdest things to even describe to someone. But you actually go to a mine, sit in the dirt, and you sift rocks. Like, you know, you kind of see the old movies where they're panning for gold so I, I've been panning for gems for rubies and I was so bored and hated it because everything all I saw was rocks and I'm like this is stupid I was like hey these people is money this is dumb like and I was dumped. I was about to dump it and the man said you're dumping that but all of that is rubies because a ruby fresh out of the ground looks like a rock. But you have to be able to dig through through the dirt and find that little gleam of that red shine. And then what happens once you find the rubies in the rough, you take them to the gemologist who then, he then cleans it up, he scrapes it, he, he shapes it, he cuts it until it's purest, most quality that he can get out of it. And so from these little teeny dirty rocks that I was about to throw away, they were actually rubies. And after I discovered, oh my God, that's a ruby, you know, kind of thing, it completely changed my mind. You know, God does us the same way. And the prophetic works in a very similar manner. Yes, you can see someone's life that they might have this and this and this going on. But as a, a prophetic person, as a person who is called to edify the body, to, to build the church, to bring us into unity, we dig past the, the dirt and we begin to scrape and buff to bring the brilliance of the ruby out. And so... What what does that take? As prophets, we first have to sharpen and buff ourselves so that the words that come out of our mouth, they don't cut in the sense of doing harm. Because if you cut a stone too close or too rough, you will cut it in half and damage its clarity. But if you cut it, if you train your tool properly, then what is rubbed against your gift will eventually will bring it to shine. And so how do you get there? You can't be a spiritual vampire like Prophetess Loretta said. You can't just go in the, in the prophetic because it's cute or it's the thing to do. You have to actually train and condition your life to match and line up with your gift. 
people need a word of clarity and direction that says winter's coming stock up move on because the prophetic is real and these things these gifts this is a timely message a timely word and it's time for the prophets to grow not just the body everybody in the body it's time for us all to go up another level i hope i answered the question I just feel like in today's time, it is important for us as women, women and men of God to get to the realness of the prophetic and not, um, you know, those, those shallow words, you know, just, just stroking the egos of people and making people feel better. But when they leave the church or they leave this meeting, they're still trying to figure out how am I going to do, how am I going to pay my rent next month? You know, <laughs> you know, I got this amazing prosthetic word, but uh, did they realize I really don't have nothing coming in right now? <laughs> you know, so it's, it's just time for the realness to come forth. So I'm I'm thankful for this this conversation. It's it's going really well. Um, I want to go ahead and move to the second focus, which is our strengths in the prophetic. So just like there are five senses in the natural, there are senses in the prophetic: hearing, seeing, tasting, smelling, feeling. And I just want to tap into um, one that a visual person, most most likely as a visual person, one that um, sees pictures all the time, dreamers. Um, a lot of times dreamers are more visual um, people that will prophesy through pictures. Prophetess Loretta, would you like to tap in a little bit on the on the, the senses of the prophet, the senses of the prophetic. Yes. Well, for me, my prophetic opened like a movie theater. I could walk past somebody and see the movie of their life starring whoever. I could see that whole in three or four steps, that whole lifespan. Um, and yes, I am a visual person. I'm, I um, had a vision of Jesus when I was 24 years old. So I am a visual person and God deals with me a lot in what I see. Um, what was the question? It's, it's not really a question. Which is, it's not really a question. It's, we're just elaborating on the the five senses. The five senses okay. that parallels the five senses in the natural that parallels the the spiritual. So, okay. so as I matured, 
in the prophetic, the movie started to turn from like a long spectacular event to short snips like a snip of this and a snip of that and a flash of this and a flash of that and um the more i learned the more i understood the better i communicated with god the better the the more god opened the channels because there's there there are channels within us and um for the lack of a better word i'm saying channels because i want to say i can be talking to you and i can see your past over here your future over here you're standing right in front of me and i see even past that so um i i identify that as channels you know past present um and it's not the same for everybody and i i early on i really didn't understand i thought everybody could see what i saw but today i understand we can be standing in the same room experiencing the exact same thing and i can see the beginning you can see the middle and somebody else can see the end we just get it in part the word tells us that we just get a part it's just a part our part what we're responsible for because i am where i am today I do tend to see a lot of the end more than when I first when I first came on when I first came on board I could see the beginning and a glimpse of the end and not understand a lot of times I would see the end before the beginning and not even understand that I saw the end so the end first why I see the end first because you know I was in training and God was teaching me the importance of the the final analysis there is right. an important in the final analysis okay so it's a learning a learning curve so now I'm at a place where I see the end and the beginning is not necessarily all that important and maybe it's because of the stage of my life where I where I stand today I don't know I'm you know I'm not in total understanding of the that whole working but I see I see a lot of the end now I see the the result what the result could be where Like Sister Mary was saying, I I am definitely one of those people that can see the product. Okay? And not care about the production, how we got there. None of that is important. Like 
No. The final product. That's all that's important. You know, and um, I'm, I know that there are people in my life that I frustrate on a daily basis because they get sick of me saying, that part not important. That's not important. We can make it happen. Make it happen. Just make it happen. You know, I hope I answered. Did I answer it? Yeah, 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 awesome, awesome. Um, Minister Mary, what's, what's your view on the, the five senses? Um, you know, you, you can even go into your strength. Um, so, let's say if you have any feedback, because I had to turn it up just a little bit. Um, but, so, <laughs> I am... I am I'm 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 a seer, like I'm visual. Um, um I'm very visual. So um before I was tra- I was more trained and experienced, I used to laugh because I could know if someone was lying if I couldn't see what they were saying. <laughs> um I am more like I get the the most like I'm like you why I can't even picture it you know <laughs> but um, I get more of the movie type of vivid images. Um, it also it also manifests in things like colors. Um, certainly, especially if you're visual, um, you have to learn the meanings of colors of imagery. Um, I like have you ever like have you ever we'll play this game like have you ever like we're talking about the senses as a prophetic person you may go I have been in churches and I get really cold or and it's like deeper than just the air conditioning you know kind of thing or um I get really um I might get like it's a mosquito by me, so that's why I keep moving, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I uh, <laughs> I get um, very, I'll get like agitated in certain situations, and I used to think it was just me kind of thing, but I I am a person, so in my gifting. I set order. So if my spirit will detect chaos and I get a little bit agitated and I have to check that because I I learn how to sense it, pick it up and and kind of move on from it. Um, I have had, I have had scent encounters where just a scent, like I will smell, I smelled um, what, one occasion I was giving someone a prophetic word and I could smell oranges. Like I just had this really like rich, like fruit smell kind of thing. And, um, you know, when I was young, I was like, I don't smell that, you know, kind of thing. And it's not like there's a perfume that'll be in the air, like a, 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 a that kind of fragrance. And it's yeah. not, 
a plug-in kind of thing, but it's the presence of the Holy Spirit that, you know, he's a sweet-smelling savior. You might, you know, things like that. Um, the touch, um, the very basic touch could be, um, or the touch sensation could be um, when you get in the presence of the, of the Lord and you get the goosebumps, uh, you know, that's a very basic, like that is a feeling, that is a touch kind of feel um, sensation that you, you, det- you detect or you feel the presence of the Lord. Um, but backing up to like, to my, like, as a visual person, um, so I deal, like, I have vivid dreams, like, often. Um, and even with people, kind of like what Prophetess Loretta said, I would get the movies, or for me, I see, and I, I kind of talk in it too when I'm under the anointing, I see stories, I see pictures, like, picture stories, and I, you know, and I'll know that this, this is what this person has dealing with, and this is what God has for them kind of thing. Um, I am also very musical, so sometimes song lyrics will come to me, and it's just like, that's part, that's the, you know, that's the revelation, that's the word. Um, on my, on the dream side of it, um, man, I, I have very vivid dreams. God deals with me a lot of symbols. Um, if you are a dreamer, the dream is for the dreamer first. Um, you process dreams. God speaks to your spirit, bypassing your intellect, but he's going to speak to you with images that you can understand. Um, so... Like, if you're a plumber, you're going to see, you may see tools and things of plumbing, and a pipe will mean work to you, but mean something totally different to me. Um, so things like that, you get to you get to hear messages and things like that. Um, I work in government. Um, I, I, I deal with a lot of money, and... Sometimes you'll see someone and I, I'll see images of work, of things from work that'll, that, because it keys in me that this is, you know, this relates to that. Um, I also, and I don't, you know, I don't know if this is just me, I'm sure it's not, but sometimes I'll see someone and they remind me of someone I know and it'll let me know that there's the same type of struggle or, or whatever kind of going on. Um, it, you know, it's, it's many different things, um, but that's God. You know, God reveals himself. He's, he's omnipresent. He go, he's going to speak in a way that will get your attention, that will relay the message. Um, and then he also speaks to your heart, you know, and sometimes you, you know, God will just give you a message for someone or a word of knowledge or something like that, that will open the door. Um, however, however you set your senses operate. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, um, that kept coming back to me is we have, this stuff is developed not only by training, but there's also prayer. Um, you cannot be an effective prophet 
if you don't contend for the people and the word, you know, the word that you have to deliver. You know, you can't be a prophet without a prayer life. You can't be a prophet who is not in communication and fellowship with God. Um, I always say, you know, Smith Wigglesworth said, I never spend an hour prayer in prayer, but I never miss an hour of praying. Prayer has to be a lifestyle for you. Communicating and knowing and talking to God has to be a lifestyle for you. And the more you pray, the more you talk to God, the more time you spend in your word, the more you will see, the more you will taste or feel or hear. Um, and, and you will learn the language in which, learn and develop the language in which God speaks to you. Um, the more, yeah, I, I kind of told a story of my very first dream I remember. And that was cute for my grandmother in my household, but there ha- there is a place where we have to be careful not to manipulate our prophetic gift for ourselves and for our own gain. And so that comes from the development and the prayer and the time spent with God, the time developing and checking your gift, having your gift judged. Uh, I think prophetess Loretta brought that up earlier um, about having your words judged. Everything is not meant to be said at all times, you know, and there's ways to say things. Um, Having your emotions purged um, dealing with your inner issues before you deliver a word because every word you get still processes through you and as a person with a prophetic anointing a prophetic gift um, the number one area we are attacked is in our mind our mental our mental health our emotions because if the enemy can get you in your feelings then all your words will have an emotional twang to it. Um, you have to be able to check yourself that you're just delivering the word of the Lord, and you're not trying to you're not trying to interpret and kind of diffuse what God is saying. So um, I think I got off of the senses a little bit, but um, if you if you want to sharpen your visions, if you want to sharpen your dreams, your ability to hear. Um, a prophet without ears is lost. <laughs> you want to sharpen that. You want to keep your ears open, your spirit open. You have to pray. You have you have to pray. You have to pray. I don't know how else to say that. You cannot be a prophet and not pray. You cannot. You have to be in fellowship and develop your relationship with God. Awesome, awesome. Both very, very powerful. Um, the one thing I, I would like to add is um, if you're a person that enjoys movies, um, if you like, especially the supernatural movies, you know, those those movies that um, has a lot of uh, supernatural stuff going on in there. <laughs> I'm not going to go real yeah. deep because that's that's part of um, mystics a little bit, but um, if you find yourself being drawn to um, movies, that's, that's a good way to determine your strength as a visual person. Um, I know when I was young, um, 
my sister and I, I mean, our, our whole family was extremely prophetic. I don't, I don't think we knew it until my mother stepped into um, the actual teachings and being taught. Um, but when my, when me and my sister were little, my sister could see really, really clear. She could see auras. She could see, she could, she could see all type of stuff that physically <laughs> wasn't there. And it would like scare me. Like it would spook <laughs> me. So, you know, for a long time, I closed my eyes. And I'm going to say that I closed my spiritual eyes and opened my spiritual ears. So I would hear stronger than I would see. But I've always been visually strong because I, I would still see. Like, God would still show me stuff. And, and the thing about God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God is God is a gentleman. And God is not going to... He loves you so much that he's not going to scare you. He's not going to come to you in a frightful way or a way for you to be fearful because he teaches us that fear is not part of us that in him we are strong we don't have to be fearful so um it's okay to open your eyes i'm speaking to our listeners <laughs> it's okay to open your eyes god is not going to scare you it's okay if you see things that are not there that is clearly the holy spirit making you aware of what is around you and the more the closer you get to the throne room the closer you get behind the veil the spirit realm can no longer hide from you you will see angels and you will see demons you will see them both but in prayer in supplication when you surrender your gift to god what happens is you find your identity you know who you are in that spiritual realm that way the demons can't even approach you they can't even come near you because of the power that you hold the power that is on the inside of you and the key to that is the knowledge you knowing your power you knowing your authority right so I, I thank God for this. This was good, right, ladies? Oh, my goodness. Yes, okay. yes. We, we could talk all night about the prophetic. I love it. Oh, yeah. Prophetic. But mm-hmm. we're going to move on into our Q&A. So <clears throat> um, if there's anyone out there, I believe we have some some um, several listeners on the free conference call, the dot-com side. I want to encourage you all, right? Is it? Is it? So I want to encourage everyone, if you have questions, if you have a testimony, if you have a statement, um, we're opening the Q&A. So um, go. What you think about my questions? Can I ask a couple of questions? <laughs> okay, so you were talking, but we couldn't hear you. Oh, when you had the Q and A. Did you hear me? Can yeah, you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. So when you, 
when you had the Q and A on. Yeah, you muted everyone. I had to unmute so people could hear you. Okay, so I was I was just offering space for anyone that had questions to come in um, the Q and A, or you can um, if you're online you can chat. You can go into the chat room and ask your questions. Um, we're here to answer any questions that you may have. Um, you can also send those questions in through email, propheticconversation at gmail.com. Um, once again, I want to thank the listeners for coming in. Um, thank you guys for taking out the time to listen. This has been an amazing conversation about the prophetic. Um, we have um, Prophetess Loretta has given us a full detailed breakdown on not four, but seven, <laughs> seven categories in the prophetic, um, in the prophetic realm. So I just thank God for her knowledge and her um, diligence and um, being part of prophetic conversation. Um, I have a question since we're, we're waiting for anyone that wants to come in. Um, and my, my question is, so you know how when um and this 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 is a question that I get often when I'm talking especially to young people when I'm talking to young people one of their questions is um how come if you're in a service like if you're at church and you're in a service and the prophet calls you out and the prophet gives you um, detailed information about you um, and detailed information well not detail it's, it can be very vague it can be um, you know how a, a, someone will come to you with a prophetic word and he'll start prophesying maybe maybe an event that happened in your life that you don't even remember and then he'll give you a projectory of something that it is going to happen. Uh-huh. Right? How how can a person what okay, so why why don't they why aren't they more detailed in the prophetic word when it comes to what's about to happen? Like what route to take, what action to take to get to the result that they're seeing? Why isn't it possible? for them to be a little more detailed? Or is it possible for the prophet to be a little more detailed? Uh, me? Yes. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Whoever oh. has the answer, go ahead. Okay, so first of all, when a prophet calls you out, it's because God wants your undivided attention. That's number one. Number two, the the Telling the part about your past is a, is an identifier. That's God letting you know that I'm talking to you right now. Because the person that's delivering, doing the delivery, don't know what they're saying to you. They're oblivious to whatever experience you had. But God is using that experience to qualify this person 
to you now the level of gifting in the person determines the detail in the prophecy if the person is say a beginner then they're going to edify exaltate and maybe give a little wisdom but that's all the the more mature the prophet is the further detail can come up unless you're in danger and the prophet is an open vessel and God is going to work is going to come through that vessel and give that warning or whatever that answer your question yes 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 awesome minister Mary did you have anything that you wanted to add to that you remember the question I'm sorry I could hardly hear the question and I was trying to adjust my volume okay so the question was um prophetess Loretta you remember the question you're asking why a prophet gives a brief history or an, a brief experience from the past and then goes only so deep in the foretelling, what's to come. Why? Why is it limit? Why is it limited? Why can't it be more detailed? Because you, anyone, any prophet, you only know in part. See, the calling out, the, you know, no matter how the gift, gift operates, it is not for the glory of the prophet. It is to draw you closer to God. Um, so it could be, one, especially in a public place, See, God loves you and God protects you. Everybody don't need to know you got a million dollars in your future. <laughs> you know, in a large population. Um, everyone doesn't need to know everything. Also, sometimes God qualifies the message coming out to set the stage. Because, you know, Paul says some some plants, some water, but it's God that gives the increase. And so sometimes the prophetic word coming to you is an effort to plant a seed for you to seek God. Again, the word is not to draw you to the prophet, it's to draw you to God. Um, one, God wants to get, he, he calls you out, you know, you're called out. God showed the prophet you and gave the prophet a word for you. That, you know, that word ain't for everybody, is for you. Sometimes that there is a special anointing that requires the corporate participa participation. Sometimes God wants to call you out and to set you apart in a public place. Um, that's all, you know, kind of sometimes the why. 
um, why they qualify. You know, he's qualified. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> you know, when he came to Jeremiah, he said, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Before you came the fourth out of the womb, I sanctified and ordained you a prophet unto the nation. You know, he qualified. Jeremiah, I know you way back when. So, you know, even in that situation, he's qualified. I know you. Yeah, no, fair. I know you. It's okay. This is me. He's giving, like, if it's, if I'm standing in front of him, I don't know you. I don't know. You know, I just know what he says. And he's just letting you know that this prophet really is hearing something. He's, he's wetting your appetite to know more. And so, again, the word of God is supposed to edify, exhort, confirm. So he's he can't the prophet can't give you full disclosure because God hasn't given hasn't given you a full picture. So he's not he's not coming to tell you something you know nothing about. So so what does that mean? That means whatever is said is said in that public platform to direct you to God. Um, again, even in a corporate setting. Yes, there there are individual prophecies and things like that, but God wants to have the most impact, you know, in those type of situations. So, yes, he will bless you individually, but that usually is a draw to draw you closer to him. Um, I hope I heard the question right. Um, What if you get something that is a little off? You know, I always say, you know, um, when they say take the meat and throw out the bones, you know, um, you get you get called out, you get a word that you know. Some people just attract prophets. Like I laugh. I used to say I am one. I I could be sitting in the pew come two hours late and I still get you know called out kind of thing because when there's anointing on you, that happens sometimes. Untrained prophets keep talking longer than the Holy Spirit. Um, you have to know how to eat the meat and spit out the bones because this this is a person. This person is operating in a gift from God. However, direction, life, purpose, everything, the future is in God, not in a man standing in front of a pulpit. So... I always say whatever you whatever situation, you know, I always warn people about running house to house, prophet to prophet, seeking a word. Um, be careful of seeking a word, um, because you begin to pull on the prophet and there is a danger of running into the realm of the familiar because you are seeking the the gift instead of the giver of the gift who is God um, so remember everything at the end of the day should point you and direct you to a stronger relationship with Christ so I encourage you that is why you, you may get called out that is why you may only hear in part because it is a call, a bidding to come closer because God wants to speak directly to you at this time. Amen, amen, glory to God. So we are moving right along. We are getting ready to 
prepare for our conclusion of the podcast. Um, I just want to take this time, thank the listeners that came out to listen. Um, and I just want to urge you that if, if you miss any parts of this recording, um, there's an edited version across all platforms um, that you can listen to at any time. Um, and we have a couple of announcements um, tonight that we want to just make you guys aware to um, take part in and um, get fulfilled. So um, coming in December, on December 9th through the 11th, we will be holding a webcast um, and it is titled Prophetic Money Moves. So we will be giving you a guide to become financially free for 2021. So we want to urge you guys to go to eventbrite.com, Prophetic Money Moves, and go ahead and purchase your tickets. It is um, early registration is $25. And we have a wonderful um, host panel where we will be giving you tools to get financially free um, from budgeting to planning to um, entrepreneurship. We will um, get you guys financially free and ourselves <laughs> at the same time. Um, the next announcement is we have our um, prophetic intercessors on the line tonight. So once the podcast is concluded, we will be extending the um, time on the line. We are going to prophetically intercede for anyone that wants prayer. And I have a few prayer requests. Some people sent some prayer requests to me this week. So I'm going to call their names out um, in the glory of the Lord and um, pray some protection over them. So if you guys want to hang out with us, please do um, and come on the line and give, give your prayer request within the glory and watch what God does. So we're going to prepare for our conclusion, ladies, if you have your conclusion ready. Um, once again, I want to thank Prophetess Loretta and our Life Purpose Career Coach, Minister Mary, for coming out. Um, this has been awesome. This was a great conversation. And next week we are this next week is our last week for this series for nurturing your call where we will be talking about we're going to tap into the mystics of the prophetic. So this you know this this conversation is is going to go deep I'm telling you right now. So <laughs> get rid of the tradition, get rid get rid of the religious stuff that you didn't heard because um the prophetic is an awesome realm. Hi everyone, Michelle here with Prophetic Conversation. Listen, are you suffering from maxed out credit cards? How about overdue loans with suffocating interest rates? And those relentless collection agencies, my, my. If your credit rating is making you and others cringe, there's only one thing for you to do. 
and that's to turn to the professionals at creativecreditsolutions.com. If your credit is less than perfect, they can help you get back on track. It worked for me, and now I am consciously maintaining great credit. You can do it too. Visit the website, fill out your form for a free consultation, and restore your credit now. CreativeCreditSolutions.com. Get started today. So if you're ready for your conclusion, I want to start with mine. Um, The Holy Spirit put in my spirit this morning, actually. And I just want to urge you all, prophesy your way out of whatever dilemma you may be in or you may be facing. Be sensitive to the direction of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 55, the 8th through the 9th verse, declares his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are higher than ours. I urge you to get in alignment with our Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit, and know that the Holy Spirit dwells within you. If you have accepted Christ as your personal savior, the Holy Spirit is within you. You have the power within you to give life, change the trajectory. There's that word again. (laughs) Change the trajectory of your life. Prophesy, 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 and declare the word of God for his word shall not void. The power of the Holy Ghost lives inside of you. So guess what? The words that you speak are God's words to speak life. Prophetess Loretta? You're muted. Okay. Thank you for that. What I was getting all week was the power that dwells within us. Think it not strange that you gravitate towards the things that you gravitate towards because God puts every thought in your mind, every desire in your heart, every wish, every every good thing on this earth comes from God. Amen. So if you come up with an idea, if you feel like um, you just had a genius thought, know that that's God ministering to you. He's revealing his power to you. Because he has endowed you with power. And the cohesive power is something that you might be able to relate to. Because you can relate to the fact that if you are obedient and follow what you know to be true, you are rewarded. You know that. One thing you know about God is that he's a good, giving, 
loving God. You know that. I don't care if you've been saved five minutes ago. You can look back over your life and see the goodness of God, how he brought you through, how he took you from where you where you were a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, and where you are now. You know that, that nobody did that but God. We won't have muscles, but we know who got the real muscles. Amen. So I just, I just encourage you to identify with the power of the living God that dwells within you. And then you can see why, why you desire what you desire. Why you want to be where you want to be. Why? Because God, just as Sister Mary said, He knew you before you were formed in your mother's belly. Yes, God. He already laid the path. Yes. You might look down now in the spirit realm and see weeds around your feet, but guess what? Keep walking. Because that path's gonna get clear. It's gonna get clear. And the clearer it gets, the more blessed you gonna be. And I ain't talking about nothing I heard. I'm talking about what I know. Thank you. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Minister Mary. You know, we've been talking about the prophetic and, you know, the office, the gift, the spirit of a prophet. And no matter where you are in your journey, you may you may just be discovering that you have this gifting or you may feel that you're called to the office. Um, I just want to kind of bring it center a little bit and just say not every prophet is called to the pulpit calling people out. God took Ezekiel to a graveyard and had him prophesy to draw to dry bones. Um, God took Samuel to the temple of Eli and had him prophesy to sinful people. But wherever you are, God can use you. A prophet is a mouthpiece for God. Perhaps you are a prophetic psalmist who sings the word of the Lord. Perhaps you are a prophetic intercessor and the images and the visions you see is so you have direction to pray for people. Perhaps you're prophetic, you are a prophetic mother and your job is to speak the word of the Lord to your children. Perhaps you're called to be a prophetic employee at your place of business. And you are supposed to be like Daniel and operate in a spirit of excellence that impresses and moves in the realm that you become the counsel for kings. Wherever your prophetic gifting lies, 
Yes, yes. Don't limit yourself. I always say, don't limit yourself to the traditional briefcase and Bible. You could be called to business, and you are supposed to be a prophetic business person. And God speaks to you to go into this deal or to be counseled and say, do this deal, don't do this deal. You need this insurance. And wherever you are, God has set you and placed you as his mouthpiece. So my encouragement for you today is wrap yourself in the person of Jesus. Wrap yourself in the person of the Holy Spirit. Wrap yourself in the love of God and allow God to build and shape and direct your gift. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Stop only being a prophet when you're in church. Be a prophet at home talking to your kids. Be a prophet when you're going through the journey. Be a prophet when you're in the grocery store and the money doesn't add up to the total. Be a prophet when the car is giving you trouble. Be a prophet when calamity and things go on. Don't stand in the graveyard and see the dead bones. But wherever you are, whatever you're facing, Use the gift that God has given you and speak, be a speaker of truth and life and life. Whatever you're in, prophesy to the bones, prophesy to your children. Be careful. The Bible said that Samuel was a prophet that none of his words failed. What if you're a person that none of your words fail? It may make you consider what you're speaking to your children or to your loved ones, to your spouse, or even to yourself. Stop Mm -hmm. speaking circles of calamity and tragedy. Stop prophesying and saying negative and speak the word of the Lord everywhere and in everything. And watch those sinews connect to the muscle. Watch those bones stand up and not and transition and transform from just the graveyard to a mighty army. Watch the word of the Lord manifest and become everything he's promised you. Because God has anointed your mouth today. Use it for his glory. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you were blessed by the information that you heard and that you can take this information and apply it to your daily life. I want to encourage you, if you've been blessed by this broadcast, to go to our website, propheticconversation.com. And if you have a desire to, please leave a gift. Um, also, we have a bookstore, prayerology, the number one, dot com. You can go there and you can download our new ebook, and it's called Prayerology. So once again, I want to thank you all for listening in for tuning in this broadcast has been a wonderful opportunity and truly I have been enlightened through the conversations so share this with your friends and family know that every Monday evening at 7 30 p.m we are live on Facebook 
and Instagram. And we also um, have an account on Twitter at Prophetic Conversation. We look forward to your questions, your comments, and your testimonies. Please send those to propheticconversation at gmail.com. We look forward to getting your questions and answering your questions live. And we look forward to communicating with you, ministering to you, and blessing you throughout the rest of the year. Remember, we are also in December. We are giving our year-end webcast and we are giving you a guide to get debt-free. So you can go to Eventbrite slash Prophetic Money Moves and purchase your tickets there. Tickets, early registration, are only $25. So we encourage you to be part of this webcast. It's, it's three evenings, December 9th through 11th, from 7.30 to 10.30. Listen, you are going to get some great information on this webcast, um, we have an awesome panel of people in the financial world that can give you tools and secrets to getting out of debt and establishing wealth for generations. So we look forward to seeing you there as well. Once again, have a great evening. Have a great morning. Have a great week. And we look forward to hearing your voices 730 Monday evening for our next podcast.